0: Hi, this is Pete George, and we are live with Vicky Abelson on Game Changers. Our special guest tonight is James Morrison.
1: I'm a selfish man, don't you know? I take credit
2: for the money when I cruel. I take what I want, I don't borrow. I drink tears, I eat sorrow. I'm a selfish man. I will prevail. I don't like to buy things. I like to make the sale. I don't like to be told. I like to tell the tale. If you succeed, then I have failed. I have cruel intent. Cut like a knife. I will raise your rent. I will steal your. I'm so discontent Every day of my life I'm a selfish man I'm a selfish man I'm a self-made I take credit for the plan Long as it's well laid. I'm underappreciated I'm underpaid This lover, ungrateful son, I'm a greedy brother, I'm a hit and run, I have no honor, I'm a thieving crook, I'm a one and done. Baby, I wrote the book, he's a selfish man, you can tell by how he talks about himself. As if he's not there it's all about him and no one else he's a selfish man i'm a, he's a selfish man i'm a, he's a selfish man
3: About you to know that. So who's that song about? Uh, it's about. Uh, I just got the answer. It's about the guy
1: minutes. that uh, and guys like him who are in charge of uh, running our country right now.
3: I would say that is the epitome of a selfish man.
1: Yeah, they're pretty selfish.
3: Um. So obviously a new song. A new song. That.
1: It's a, it's it's about nine months old. Yeah, I've had it, I've had it out there for about nine months.
3: So, what can we do with that song? To uh, that should be the the anthem of the of the, the movement.
1: The anthem the, to the resistance, actually, yeah. that I wrote oh, and I released you have on one. the. I I do have it. yes, yeah, on my website. It's called "I Don't Know You."
3: Wait a minute. Can you play a little? I, y- no. Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't ask. I that. Pre- I mean, I barely I, prepared this.
1: Okay. Yeah. I in fact, I played it in, like in such the wrong key. It was like all over the place. But no, it sounded um, great. It's called "I Don't Know You," and it was it was. Uh, an ode to the part of uh, human nature that we, we, we really don't want to accept, but it's in charge of things right now. I mean, it's, 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 it's it's deplorable.
3: Can, is there any part of the lyric you can, do you remember any? I mean, I don't want to put you on the I spot, don't know we, you, we... I
1: don't know you, and I don't want to, um, that's, that's, that's sort of all I remember, out of context. But I mean, that says it all. I, you know, we we uh, this is a part of human nature that that not only doesn't deserve to be in control of other people's lives and Mm -hmm. destinies and and and, uh, well being on any level. I mean, clearly they're they're incapable of it. So so why do we want to know that? I don't want to
3: know that.
1: I mean, I don't. Not only do I not want to know it, I don't want it. I don't want it to. Uh, I don't want it to uh, infect the world. I, I don't want it to infect the world, but I don't. I also don't want it to affect the the, the life of my child, mm-hmm. your child, anybody's child, and it is. We right.
3: were just talking before uh, we went live that um, well, I shouldn't out my mother for her political beliefs, but she's actually been swayed by the incredible misbehaviors of. Uh, but, yeah yeah I mean
1: is, is she she reacted to an, an, one issue one single issue well
3: there are other issues oh, yeah, all time but there's, though, there's one that there was really, one that but, was like put her over the edge. but but abortion you know uh, we I have a daughter um you have a son who could be affected by that if a girl yeah. is in that situation I mean to to think of of going back to the dark ages is just insane
1: well and, and my son has got a, a pre-existing medical condition so as all cancer survivors do I mean, as we all do. Mm -hmm. Uh,
3: There's not... uh, Do I know anybody that doesn't have a pre-existing condition? You know, it it was actually terrifying when I had to apply for health insurance about 10, 15 years ago. I was terrified that all this stuff from my past was going to come up and haunt. And it did. It bit me on the ass. I ended up having to pay like three times as much for my health insurance. Yeah.
1: So So I'd like to... I mean, that's my issue. We all have our own issue. We all have our own reactions to to injustice and, and, and to people who think they're above the law.
3: But it's even, as we were also, yes, I agree. And we were talking about people that go on Facebook. Uh, somebody went on my Facebook. I, I did a post about Jon Stewart and his incredibly moving and heroic action mm-hmm. yesterday. And um, and the fact that he got results is fantastic. And anyway, somebody got on my thread and was incredibly rude and name calling and, we don't do that.
1: That's a thing. That's a we thing. don't. We behave.
3: Yeah. Hey, we're, we're civilized people. We don't right. do that. Yeah. The we can disagree calling. without that. Yeah, the name calling is just yeah. really silly. All right. So, so, so Okay, we got that out of our so, system. All right. So <laughs> if you are political, James happens to be a tremendous activist and humanist. And um, if you are political and you have that leaning, James posts a lot about that stuff. And so find him on Facebook. You should anyway, because uh, he's fantastic. James Morrison. Look him up and find him and friend him if he'll friend you back, but if you're a friend of the show, maybe sure. you will, um, I, I want to say hello, see who's see, uh, hi Linda, um, hi Penny, um, friends of, uh, hi Bart, Dan O'Shan. hi Dan, Dan, um, I, I just got to know Dan through Pete, Dan uh, writes for Modern Family, but he was on Cheers, oh. and, and uh, a load of show. what, what was but, the show, the iconic show that he wrote, the New Newhart New show,
0: Heart. he wrote the, the, the one
1: about the, when he was a, when he dream. was a, oh. When he oh, when he was a cartoon when he was a cartoonist, wasn't no, no. It was No, that was well one
0: before that where he had the in Oh, oh the yes,
1: yes, with the uh, with the Suzanne, brothers with the brothers. Darryl, the, Darryl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Dan fun.
3: wrote the episode the, the dream episode the dream episode, right? I think he had something big to do with it. Yeah. Anyway. So hi Dan, he's he's my new friend, and he's gonna be on the show anyway. So we say hi Marla, hi Sheila, Bill, hi Rick Smokey. Okay, so I want to talk about. Hi I don't have my tissue box here. How do I not have my tissue? Here I do. So. I don't know if you know, do you remember when you came to Women Who Write years ago that we have this, right? Yeah. Did you remember this? So Rick Smolke is, the reason that I had you do the PSA for the veterans, because we love the veterans, is because Rick Smolke is the most philanthropic and generous man that I know, and he found me on Facebook like 10 years ago and decided he wanted to support Women Who Write. And so he made us all this swag years ago, these tissue boxes, and he made us pads and all this stuff. And he made my bookmarks and my, if you need anything printed, if you need liner notes done for your, I'm totally serious for your CDs, he will do it for you, oh, Gratis, right. because he, he supports artists. Okay. And, um, and he's and, going, wait a
1: minute. Wait, what? <laughs> he's going, wait a minute.
3: No, no, no. he really, really will. Okay. And he's the most philanthropic person I know, and he's just so generous, and uh, he's uh, he has Quick Impressions uh, printers in Chicago, and if you need anything done of any kind, he is he will give you the best deal. He will do the best work, and he's a good person and will take great care of you. Look and at I us. love him. we, we, there, we, look we like are. Let we know what we're doing. We're, we kind yeah. of look, look at them. Give them those blues. Hi. He's got these beautiful blue eyes, and so I, I it's going to be. I'm going to want them aimed at me, but I'm going to. So then I have this great hairdresser, and as you can see, her hair hairspray is called. Fuck off! Yeah, James is polite. He doesn't say it out loud. But so Nicole Venables of the Ruby Begonia Salon. She has great products, and she's a great hairdresser. Hairdresser to the to the stars. She works on a lot of TV sets. And then you should buy my book. You definitely should.
1: Touching and funny, and it's beautiful. Thank you, James.
3: James read it before it came out. I loved it. Don't jump, sex, drugs, rock and roll. My fucking mother. I love my mother. It brought
1: back memories that I didn't even have. (laughs) That's, which is weird
3: let's talk about this a little bit so your your film Showing Up tell, tell us what this is James
1: Showing Up is uh, let me use this prop to see if I okay, can remember okay use the prop to touch it for a second <laughs> oh yes
3: yeah,
1: so He's doing
3: like a Karnak thing Karnak
1: thing, thing yes <laughs> I okay. see a movie about the audition process uh,
3: Samantha my daughter
1: using the audition as an allegory for showing up for your life you know the famous Woody Allen quote okay I Eighty percent of life is showing up. It's a to him. I think he said it. Wait, eighty percent of life is, is showing up. Mm-hmm. So we decided that that's really. I didn't know it
3: was. It was It was. I didn't know it was a bigger issue.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, what we started with was the idea. Okay. That tell
3: us who we is. My wife and I, R- 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 R-
1: Riyadh Galayini.
3: Say, say her name one more time. Riyadh. I'm not even going to try that. Riyadh. Galayini. That I'm not going there. Riyadh.
1: Uh, is an Arabic name. name. Her father was Lebanese from Beirut.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Uh She's Cuban and Lebanese. Her mother was. Her grandmother was from Cuba. Okay. From Cuba. So, we decided to make a movie about the blessings that uh, sort of the undercurrent of blessings that follow us around. It's, it's kind of woo woo, but it's really not. I mean, if you show up someplace, you never know what's going to happen as a result of that ha- having shown up there. Even if you don't get what you showed up. To, to get
3: Didn't something happen before we start as soon as you got here that we said that that's what it was what happened at the before when you very first got here I said that's what life is it's about ooh, everything happens as, as it's supposed to something didn't go according to plan today and I don't remember what it was So
1: I think it worked out perfectly.
3: Everything always does right yeah there are no actors
1: so we, we spoke to about 60 actors that you such know, as, such as uh, Eli Wallach. Pat Hingle started us mm. off. He was an old dear friend of mine. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth, Stephen Spinella. Uh,
3: I went to college with Stephen Spinella. Really, He's
1: such a lovely man. And uh, let me see, Dennis O'Hare, um, uh, 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 Richard, uh, oh, he. I saw a bunch Mary of. Mary Lynn from 24. Yeah. Mary Lynn came and talked to us. Fantastic. BD Wong, uh, Julie White. So anyway, we went to New York and talked to all these great actors, and, and some of them came over to our house Sam here. Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. He, Sam Rockwell. Could he be bigger than he yeah, is right now? he's doing really well. We're happy. Uh,
3: Nathan Lane.
1: Nathan Lane. Okay. In, uh, yeah.
3: So okay, so you talk to them.
1: We talk to them about how they feel about the process by which we um, get, get work as familiar. actors, mm-hmm. and so, but using it as an allegory for um, no matter what you do for a living.
3: So Okay, so can you give us an example of somebody's story that spoke to a bigger issue of of life?
1: Yeah, my friend Ethan Phillips. Okay. Um,
3: I don't know who that is. uh, He's
1: an actor that I've known for 40 years. I met him at the Sundance Institute. Uh Um, He was Neelix on one of the Star Trek uh, incarnations. Okay. Um, But he's a wonderful uh, journeyman actor, and and Mm -hmm. he told us a great story about... uh, let me just backtrack a little okay. bit. We didn't exactly know what the narrative through line was going to be until we met and talked to B.D. Wong, Stephen Spinella, Yul uh, Vasquez, uh, all these great actors in New York, Jack mm-hmm. O'Brien, the director. Okay. And they they brought it, and by that I mean they just kind of opened up their hearts and said, this is how I feel about this process. What I do uh, to... to, to to show the world myself, so that I can get the work that I love to do, and and what we discovered was that it doesn't matter what you do for a living; it, you don't even have to be an artist. You can be a lawyer, a social worker, a photographer, um, a plumber. Okay. Customer service is the you know is 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 what it's about being of service. I love that. So we walk into those rooms, and if we are able and and. I mean I think this is what when we're at our best, when we are able to be humble enough to forget ourselves and be of service to the moment, to the story.
3: So what okay, so what does that look like in an audition? How is one how is one not being of service to oneself and rather being of service to the piece? To the story. To the story. The
1: people that are you, 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 you well, this is the best example I can think of. Okay. I uh I, I signed a non-disclosure agreement, and I, I think it's still in effect, so I can't name names or the project. But I okay. helped a friend, a casting director friend that I've known forever, okay. called me and said, I need an actor to read opposite the person they're testing for the lead in this great, huge movie. But they, they we wanted somebody who's not going to make it about themselves. So can you... And i have done this for Aww. her before. And so, you, but you go in, and, and, and the first time I did it, I did it uh, for her for... Um, Kingdom of Heaven. And this is long since passed, so I can name names now. Okay. It, uh, Ridley Scott-directed movie. And I, I Riyadh and I both went in and read f- with his full costume. and. and oh, wow. It, the, you know, like a... On screen, the, t- like a screen, screen test. Like a screen test. Yeah, real, yeah. real screen test. We read with the actors, and... Um, uh, read with uh, Orlando, who ended up getting the part. So, so, minute,
3: so what does that mean? We want somebody that's not going to make it about themselves, and you. So, yeah. so, so tell yeah. tell us what that means.
1: So, if you're there to be of service to the actor, right? The story.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the mission of the of the filmmakers. Okay. The 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 uh, the project. What's what's hap- what you're there to do? Right. Rather than anything to do with yourself. That's like being in, in a relationship where you go, "How can I serve you?"
3: Well, I I love this. I, I happen to be in a relationship with someone who is sober, and he says it to me pretty much at the beginning of every conversation and at the end. How can I be of service? Well, that's
1: the that's the, that's what that whole fellowship is based on. It's- any kind of any kind of fellowship that 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 is is of service.
3: But I don't know if that. Apply. I've never heard of that applying in an audition you,
1: process. Well, it's kind of rare. I mean, you know, I don't think I don't think a lot of actors really f- feel that way.
3: I don't think I've ever heard it described that way before. Yeah,
1: it's it's. Uh, it, it, I'm not you, making this. I mean, how how I, I did didn't invent audition, this. How would
3: your audition be different? You did, well, how would your audition be different? Being of service to the other actor. The story. I'll give you an example. Okay. I, I understand your question. Okay. I, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, but no, I, but I understand your question. Uh, yeah,
1: good. Years ago, I was hired to do a, L.A. Law. Remember L.A. Law? Oh yeah. So I was hired to do a, a, a recurring. I think it was three episode arc. I was Dan Florrick's lawyer. Remember okay. Dan? I
3: know, I know.
1: Lovely actor. Okay. Lovely human being. Anyway, That's I was awesome. his lawyer in, in okay. a divorce case. Okay. So I was his lawyer. Mm-hmm. I worked one day. I had such a conflict with the director that and i tried to maintain my professional you know but i couldn't so and he saw that so he said i'm not going to work and the producer saw it too so i was fired after the first day so that's that is dan called me at home said it's not about you i get you know it's but i was devastated it was the first time i'd been fired
3: why why couldn't you do with the director why because he was an idiot oh well <laughs> well there, and there, I did, and there's I had,
1: that I hadn't learned yet that you know with idiots especially <laughs> idiot directors you yeah. just have to
3: say yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and then do I'll, what you do want that.
1: well and then do yeah. what you know has to have to be but you don't yeah. argue and you don't you know right. anyway I've since learned that but so that happened mm-hmm. the next season mm-hmm. I was called in and I let my hair grow and I grew a mustache and I would. I looked like a biker I gained about 20 pounds the, the next season I got called in to audition for L.A. Law. Not for the
3: same director?
1: No, no but for the same producer. Oh,
3: right. Okay. So
1: I went in, and, and uh, I got the job. So I called my spiritual advisor, we called him, and I said, the, the circle was complete. I mean, this is what happened, in the circle, t- and he said, wait a minute. Getting the job wasn't the circle. Getting fired and then going back and getting the job, that's not the circle. I said, well, what, what, what's the circle? And he said, letting go of yourself long enough to go back to these people to audition who had fired you was the circle. I like it. And I mean, that was a... That was a it blew my wig off because mm-hmm. that's what I mean by when you're of service to the moment, to the... To the something bigger than you are. The story is bigger than we are as actors.
3: So are people who show up and are able to be of service to the story and to the situation and to the other actors, I would think they'd be more apt to get cast because I was talking to someone about this the other day, someone who's going up for for auditioning and at this stage of life, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not trying to impress anybody, I'm comfortable in my own skin, Mm. I'm not trying to be what I'm not. So when I was trying to be an actress... You know, yeah. I, I was—I would do anything I thought you wanted to do. Now it's like, no, yeah. I, I, this is—you know—I you want to do what you want
1: to do. Yeah, it's like this is this. Yeah. Is so, so it, part of that though is, mm-hmm. I want to do things that really, you know, light a fire mm-hmm. behind my eyes and make me want to open my heart to the project and the people working on
3: it. I love. It's this. not me. It's
1: not about me. then. That's what you're saying. It's really not. It's about you. In, insofar as you want to do something that you love, but. You're going to go into it.
3: I'm. I'm going to go into it, not trying to serve my. Because it, yeah. it's not about that anymore. Yeah. So I, I get that. So how does this apply beyond? Okay. So so it applies in life in terms of just being observed. It is. Yeah. It is, really is does. That I the, mean, it's the lesson down. that you learned. It's, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, when I finished this thing that I just did, that I mm-hmm. can't talk about, the director mm-hmm. thanked me. Mm-hmm. And said, "I really appreciate. It, and it was a twelve-hour day. I mean, and I got I got the shit kicked out of me by these actors that were, you know. And, and, and I just, but and I but physical. I went into it knowing that I was gonna. And I he, he said as I was leaving, he stopped me, mm-hmm. and I turned around to shake his hand. In second time, he would stopped me and mm-hmm. said, "I really appreciate you coming in to, to help us with this." And I said, "You know, I I just to to, to feel like I can help a, an actor get a good gig." That, that, that means a lot to me.
3: Did the actors appreciate, do you think, oh, what you oh, were yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, you know, any actor who's out there watching this will know that if, when you walk into a room and you're working against somebody who's not an actor, it, it's a little bit more difficult to...
3: Oh, hell yeah, yeah when you're yeah, doing you know. it with the casting. Yeah. That's so yeah, far, we appreciate though. what an actor is there for, sure. Um, okay, so I, um, I, I'm not gonna... Oh, God, I, there's a lot of people. I'm not, I can't look at those people right. Mickey, hi, Mickey. Hi, Linda. Hi, everybody. Hi, Crystal. Hi, Crystal. Hi, Cry- Crystal. Crystal got hit by a car this week. What? Yes. It, in her personage. She wasn't in her car. Oh. She got hit by a car. <laughs>
1: get well soon.
3: Yes, and we want you to get well soon. I want you to call my lawyer, Dan Gilbert. <laughs> really, I want him to take good care of you. And that's a horrible thing to get hit by a car. Wendy Liebman has been laid up for seven months already. She got hit by a car. Broke both of her legs just this horrible thing that people are—that's a horrible thing. Um, um, let
1: me let me give you another example of this. Okay, good. Because you know, you, I know you love Sam Rockwell. You just said, I, you, love, I, Sam I love Sam, Sam Rockwell I love too. Sam Rockwell. We love his work. He was so great, and well, so was Michelle Williams. And,
3: I haven't seen that yet. Well, I won't spoil it except I've to say, phenomenal. yeah.
1: Well, so Sam, when he was talking to us, and I'd mm-hmm. never met him before, he just came in and just—they all did. They all just came in and spilled their guts, and it's—I love that. Yeah. Um, how
3: would you get them to do? How did uh, you? We
1: had a, uh, Jim Carnahan and Kate Boca in New York, mm-hmm. casting directors. <laughs>
0: and
3: they...
1: Just, just, you know, said, "Hey, show up at this t- show up at this time for these guys. They're making this movie. They want to talk to you about auditioning." And they were there. Wow. Two forty-five. Be there. Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was great. So Sam said he used to go, and and I've done this too. And I and I when he said it, I so related to it. We didn't use it in the movie, but he said, "I I would go into auditions. I'd say." you know i could act the shit on this part but if you really want the guy you got to hire my friend phil cuz he's going to he's the guy so you know and they they go they would be you know looking at him like what what are you doing they said i know i know it's weird but he can he can he wow. is this part i can act this part but he and so he'd leave there going <laughs> people <laughs> the people thought i was crazy cuz i was trying giving to give it away yeah but you know that's that's what
3: that's what we do generosity of spirit yeah is he a program person? I don't know. Okay. I, don't I don't know. If I, don't, that's out there. I don't know. So uh, we can talk about that, right? Can we talk? About we can this? talk. I
1: think we can talk around it.
3: Okay. Well, oh, no, I don't. I honor the traditions, and I never yeah, yeah, say that. But so as as long as we can, I'm sober. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm oh, yeah, sober, I'm sober so, as well. So how long have you been, uh, been sober, James? Thirty-eight years. That's just
1: crazy, what, right wait, there.
3: 1982.
1: What is that? Thirty-six that's I don't know what, I, what, listen I say it's a long time. the reason I became an actor is because I can tell you in in uh, three words what? no math <laughs> yeah
3: it's my stand up yeah and the stand up Pete's like uh, listening and, and paying it's, attention it's, it's, to it's things okay. was, what? I'm getting questions oh no, yeah Are you getting questions alright go ahead yeah. fire away uh, well I haven't asked mine yet so they might like screw up Dutch, my jam no, let's but, wait should we wait? Yeah, we'll wait. Okay, okay. so we'll, we'll get to your questions, I promise. Everybody who's out there, um, uh, we will get to your questions. So my curiosity, because I don't know anything about where you come from, what your, what your background was, where'd you, where'd you grow up? I
1: grew up in Anchorage.
3: Okay, now that's crazy right there, I didn't yeah. even know that. Anchorage, okay, what the hell was your family doing in Anchorage? My
1: dad was a, an office, excuse me, office manager. Okay. In 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 the days when they were building roads up there, my my mother. Where was he? Where were they from? Wyoming and Utah. I was born in Salt Lake City. Okay. My they were divorced. Okay. They divorced when I was about three. Mm -hmm. Got married again when I was sixteen.
3: They what?
1: To 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 each other. Yeah. Well, they got sober. Okay. It was it was Um, the days of wine and roses. My dad got sober first. My mom. You know, I mean, it was just like that. So they they split up while while they were still drinking. And who were you with? I, I stayed with my mom, but I went back and forth. Uh, I went so through, they
3: were all. Up, they were both up in Alaska. No,
1: he, he oh. was in Alaska, and we stayed in, uh, but I went back and forth. And, okay. Yeah. How did you do so that to we, school? We, well, I went to 12 different schools in 12 years. No, you did that too. No. Yeah. It took me a while to get over that. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's That's ve- so it's, weird. I
3: didn't do 12, but I, I did about six schools. I did 12. It's, it's very traumatic.
1: I was kicked out. I, was, I quit. I was. Oh. I moved. I was, you know, oh, yeah yeah. What I'm, was s- I'm still reeling from it.
3: <laughs> what, was, what the hell was it no, like living in Alaska?
1: It was so cool. Was it? Yeah, when you're a kid, you're... Well, first of all, I grew up in in Bountiful, Utah, until I was nine. So when I moved to Anchorage, I had never seen a person of color. I'd only seen white people. Wow. And so I, when I got there... Mormon? Was, Are you Mormon? My, you brought up Mormon? I had some Mormons in my family, uh-huh. but no, I, was, I wasn't, uh-huh. no. uh um I mean i just it was just like wow, I was- na- meeting native Alaskans, I was meeting black people, I was meeting everybody that i'd never that I,
3: I i didn't know it was a melting pot up there well, yeah,
1: because of the military and because of mm. back in the in the early sixties i mean Pipeline, about everywhere it was except for utah <laughs> i mean it's just white <laughs>
3: oh yeah, well, I went to school in tucson Arizona. I went to college in Tucson, and that was pretty white too
1: so yeah. that was that was cool mm-hmm. and um you know the long days and the winter times were dark all the time. I mean what it's, is it what, what is that of... like when it's dark all it's the
3: depressing. time? It's depressing. Well, I mean
1: and you know it, it uh I can't even... it fosters uh uh if you have the, the, if you're you know predisposed to the gene. Mm-hmm. It it, it you know, there's a lot of drinking going there's on There's a lot when of drinking and wife beating and stuff like that. Yeah. Is there? Spousal abuse. It's, it's really? Suicides. I mean, it's like Seattle. Well, yeah, the know. suicide
3: I can understand when it's yeah. dark so so much. And it's raining, and it, it,
1: you know, it's it's.
3: And what's it like when it's sunny all? When it's light out all it's the beautiful. time. Beautiful. I mean,
1: it's, you know, because when you're a kid, you're playing in the summertime. You play until eleven o'clock. That's crazy. It's daylight. You know, it's like this.
3: Right. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so you're a little kid. You're you're having this back and forth. Your parents, divorce. Your parents are. Crazy drunks at this point. My or mom, what? my mom. Wanted, your mom. Your yeah. father was already sober. Yeah. And so, did you not like going with your mom? Was it hard for you, or did you? No, want no to I mean,
1: your I, 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 I uh, took my first drink actually when I was pouring out her, her bottle. How old were you?
3: The,
1: you know, seventh grade.
3: And did you like it? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Well, oh, I like the it? feeling. Mm. Right away. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's the.
3: Were you off and running after that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Did you smoke pot? That was my of choice. Everything.
1: Yeah. Whatever you had. Mm-hmm. I met a guy uh, at, at Rite Aid outside Rite Aid right before I came over here. Who mm-hmm. was t- taking money for a homeless uh, living, a sober living mm-hmm. thing. And so I asked him if he was sober. We started talking and had a little meeting, and you know, and 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 then he said, "So I have a question for you, man." He's, uh, you know, I, I did the, and I said yeah okay, and now I'm, but I'm still you know I'm I'm on methadone now and so I said okay well you know and he said so am I st- am I clean I mean am I sober because like you know he, like I he wanted to get like, he wanted you to yeah. affirm... and I said listen you you know you you are going through a you're going through a recovery mm-hmm. that's that's the recovery from from that mm-hmm. and, he, and he said you know I'm, I'm I'm addicted to that now and I said you know we're, buddy we can get addicted to anything. So you'll get, you'll have to become clean from that. But I would say, yeah, you are. Good for because you. Because you did the first step and you're doing, and he, and he said, oh, I oh man, I needed to hear that. I, I, thanks, I need. you
3: know, that's. Tell them what the first step is.
1: Well, that you admit that you're powerless and over. Drugs and alcohol. Whatever you've got and uh, that your life has become unmanageable.
3: That was really lovely. Of You were of service to him by by telling him that he was doing something good, you probably—I know—you encourage him to keep moving forward.
1: Well, you know, recovery is a is a is a is a, in a evolving process. No matter what, I will you, never you know, be recovered. Yeah, yeah. It's we're 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 in recovery. Work in progress. And it does Yeah, work in progress. Right. And so that's that's important to remember in the context of this, in the context of and f- you know, playing the wrong key and making mistakes. I mean, everything. It's everything. just like, you know, this is <laughs> this is part of my recovery. So whatever it is, is acceptable. But that
3: was really, really nice that you that you were able to uh, give him. Um, I don't. I, I, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, validation. Experience, strength, him, and hope. You okay. gave him experience, yeah. and, and you validated him. Yeah. You validated what he's doing. To be worthy rather than judging him yeah. for not being perfect. He
1: wanted to know that he was doing the right thing. And I, how could I say, how, how could I, I mean, what kind of person would I be if I said, yeah, but there are people who do Oh, that.
3: God, there are loads of people in every room yeah. that there is. You can't have people.
1: that Listerine in your house.
3: <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> I mean, you know. I'm yeah, but meanwhile they're smoking pot. They do the the, the pot maintenance program, yeah. right? Alcohol. Yeah, everybody's got their it's, own version. Yeah, of, but the crazy. No, it,
1: it's it's too life's too short to do anything but that. Nah, 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 nah.
3: Okay, so so you start you you start drinking when you're in seventh grade. I don't know how old are you thirteen or something when that's thirteen, yeah. And and so your mother's your mother's active. Your father's sober. Is your father going to meetings? Is he in recovery? Yeah, you know, my dad
1: went to one meeting. Okay. I got to go to meetings mm-hmm. with my mother.
3: Was your dad did you, Was your dad a dry drunk, or was he was he on
1: his own? No, no, recovery? he was he was uh, he well in his wallet when we went through his stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when he passed, he had a, the twelve that card with the twelve steps and twelve traditions on on either side, and it was yellow and frayed. But he, he never went. To, he, you know, in fact, my mother said, uh, "Did you go to a meeting?" I mean, when they first you know this the story she used to love to tell. He said, yeah, yeah, I went to that. I went to that meeting. They're just a bunch of drunks. And she said, well, how come you're... And he said, well, I went out and had a beer after. And, but he was joking. Oh. That was his, his way of, you know, he's, that, he's the, that generation, that World War II generation, sort of.
3: Mm-hmm. They don't want to share. Never had another
1: drink. But, but also, so maybe he did white knuckle it for a while because he was also the guy who uh, had a... A fifth of Jim Beam in the fridge that was unopened, and every oh. time he got something out, the bologna or something, he'd look at the bottle, say, "You son of a bitch," oh.
3: and he left it in yeah. there, yeah.
1: just to wow. remind him mm-hmm. of, of where it took him, the bottom. Wow. Day, you know. So that's that's yeah, that's why. Not, like, I get. I mean, in yeah, a way, yeah. it's not. It's it's sort of every time you open the fridge, you get that's, a resentment. You know.
3: That that's so interesting. I, I a friend of mine's trying to quit smoking cigarettes and. There's a hypnotist that the way he gets people to quit, he gets them to quit in three days. But you never throw your cigarettes away; like you keep them, and and must be the same sort of. I I don't know. I don't really understand the whole thing, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I could it's do like, it that it's way. It's like no, you,
1: know, you want to get that stuff out? Yeah, I can't have it. Yeah, you can't. But, yeah. No. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be happy, joyous, and free. Mm-hmm.
3: One day at a time. Yeah, One you can't, can't be happy, Joyous time. and
1: Free, swearing, <laughs> swearing at the bottle of booze. And I wouldn't
3: know. think so. Yeah. Okay, so so you're a little kid. You're but he like, did he it
1: his way. and He didn't have to drink. So and it worked. Yeah, it worked.
3: And so. did was he? Did he get happy, Joyous and Free? Did he have some of that? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Did your mother? He have died at my
1: age of a, a heart attack. I mean, he was exactly my age.
3: Wow. He was his there. we right. um, we're of the same. Yeah, we are, yeah. yeah. Did your mother, having gone to meetings, did she take to it? Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, she was big time. Mm. And uh, you know, I brought her here and introduced like, my to my friends and her. You know, they all signed her book and they were, it was she was lovely.
3: Was she? Were you still using when she got sober? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, in
1: fact, she used to take me. She'd call me up and say, "I need you to, to come with me because I, I I can't do this alone. I I'm not, what what are you going to do?" Well, I've got to go pick up a a, a a drunk and take him to the hospital. Okay, so we go down to this, down to the Tenderloin in Anchorage, and, mm-hmm. and you know, pour this guy into the car. Co- and I'd be the one that I would have to sit back there, and you know, as he's kicking, <laughs> and she'd just be driving, and and she needed the, but but then she would, then I'd be shaking after we dropped him off, and they come out and get him, and and. Uh, she never, you know, tried to, because you know they don't, they say not to do that. It's family, a, 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 family. A, a, it's,
3: but yeah, but it's also attraction, not promotion. Right. Yeah. So,
1: so what she was doing was, as I realized it, when I ended up getting sober, was she was showing me where I would end up. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would say, man, I got to go get, I, have, I need a drink after this. I need to go get a beer, because it rattled me. Oh hell yeah! And uh, and then she'd say, okay, honey. Just Don't drive, you know. But because because. And
3: she she never she, tried to.
1: Not until I got sober, and then and then you know she would say you know. Uh, she would, it was a little bit harder line, but but not not in a way that would you know. I mean, she was my mother; she had to be
3: careful. Well, not all mothers are careful. Right. I mean, some nag, cajole. Yeah, no. I'm in the other program, the graduate program, and there we. We try to tell everybody what to do, and you know, push them. You know. Yeah.
1: No, she never yeah. did that. She was. Uh, that's very wise. She, she was not tough love either. She was. She was beautiful. That's that's really lovely. Yeah.
3: So, uh, how old were you when she got sober?
1: Oh she, Wow. Sixteen. Oh. oh. That's but they got married again when she was sober. So oh, I see. That's why they got married
3: again. And did that? Did they stay together until yeah. he passed? Yeah. That's kind of a lovely thing. Yeah. So, okay, so you're a little kid going back and forth between Utah and Alaska, and what, what's your life? What, what do you want to be when you grow up, when, when you're a kid?
1: You know, I worked with my dad's construction company, and, mm-hmm. and I was a, a, a laborer, and, you know. So I, d- I thought I would, you know, end up in the construction business. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, if I went to college, I would want to be a, some kind of a, I don't know what, but, but then I, you know, ended up doing a plan.
3: Okay, so how did that? Happen?
1: Well, my mom, my mom knew I wanted to do that, so she said, "I'll go with you to the audition."
3: Okay, what what sparked your your interest in that? Well, I'd, well I,
1: I think I'd wanted to since I was a kid, so you know. So
3: like, it was it watching TV, was it going yeah, to the yeah, yeah, it
1: was it was seeing, you know, movies that made me cry or laugh, and I'd go, how, What are they doing? Why? Why are they? What are they doing to make me feel this way?" Or, and then in high school, I started, you know, at Bob Dylan and junior high. Mm-hmm. And Pete Townsend and you know these guys that I would go, man, I want to whatever it is they're doing to to, to me, I want to do that to somebody. Did
3: you start? Um, did you start playing? How old were you start playing? You
1: know, I was in high school, but but it wasn't so much that it was just it was the idea that they Eliciting could. Listening feelings. They, well, yeah, they 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 were sh- they were t- they were storytellers mm-hmm. that that in, that made me go in with them. I mean, I. I I took the the Mr. Tambourine Man journey with him, and I and the you know everything Pete Townsend ever wrote. I mean, I just want you know, but but because there was showmanship and there was mm-hmm. there was uh, they had a sense of uh, you know performance, just like the, the greatest actors we know too. Even the ones that are so the person they're pretending to be that they forget the entire world. They forget they're being watched, mm-hmm. which is what. When they, which is no—that's great acting. There's no acting, right? Um, and that—and that's what draws you in. Mm-hmm. That appealed to me, but I didn't exactly know what it was until I was probably in high school. What
3: was, do you remember your first role, your first play? Well,
1: I remember when I was in the English class in high school, and and we were reading uh, uh, Glass Menagerie, mm-hmm. and I read Tom, mm-hmm. and I had I had no idea what. Acting even was really. I mean, I knew that people did it, but i right. would never done it myself, so I didn't know what to except to just be, be Tom. I, I okay, I'm Tom, huh? and then I would read these lines, and I found myself listening to my mom, or I mean, you, you know what I mean? It was it was it Organic. was, it was organi- Well, it was just like a, I was a kid again, mm-hmm. playing army, and or mm-hmm. you know, cops and robbers or whatever. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was just like that. So. But then I got indoctrinated into a whole other thing when I got into the college scene. What happened? Well, I, you know, the teachers were...
3: Where'd you go to college?
1: I, I took classes at the Anchorage Community College, which was then right before it became the Anchorage School of of uh, University of Alaska, which okay. was in Fairbanks. Uh-huh. And the teacher there was very... Uh,
3: the teacher? There was only one... There was one only one drama. But,
1: but, well, there was a music... It wasn't a, there wasn't no department, Okay. really. Uh-huh. But we, they put on plays and, they, mm-hmm. you know, they... And community theater, mm-hmm. but they just weren't the kind of people that were pure. Um, I had to be deprogrammed when I finally met the teacher that straightened wow. me out. So, because they were putting technique and methodology and, and all that stuff on it instead of just the pure uh, storytelling, the, the make-believe part, which we which we sometimes forget when we it, we get dragged into the business and we start going oh career, career, and you know. It's got to be about acting, and I've got to think like an actor, and you know,
3: no, no. I have to think like we, a person. We have to
1: think like a human being. Yeah. We're,
3: we're human beings. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what, uh, when we see it, that's what uh, impacts Transition, us. Of course. So why not aspire to that mm-hmm. in our work, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't matter, again, it doesn't matter what you what your medium is as an artist, if you approach it as a human being. You're going you're gonna to move people.
3: In, li- in everything in life. Everything. If we approach it as a yeah. human being, which sadly doesn't happen often enough. That's
1: the short version of that is you're not your job. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear that all the time. Mm-hmm.
3: You're not your job.
1: What are you doing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what that means.
3: So, so you're in college. You, this is what you want to do. This is, you, you're going, this is what I want to do. So, so how do you get out of Alaska and how does, how does it start for you? What I, went, I went to college? New York when I was 21 for okay. a year. My
1: sister was there. That was ballsy. Did you have money? I I, I had unemployment coming in because okay. I'd driven a truck mm-hmm. in Alaska for a while.
3: Mm-hmm. Where'd you live in, in New York?
1: Um, I, I lived in uh, off Lex, between uh, 3rd and Lex, mm-hmm. I think 47th or something. Uh-huh. My, sister, my sister's one uh, little studio.
3: And did you start... Down in the pavement,
1: what Yeah, did you do? yeah, I did. I, I uh, ended up doing a Terrence McNally play at a little theater, and yeah.
3: That was my Mike. He's, he's in. showing
1: up. Too. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, he he was just honored at Samantha's graduation at, uh, and, and, at NYU and with the Tony. And, yeah,
3: but uh, yes, yeah. yes. He, well, he's and, such a lovely he got man. an honorary doctorate at NYU yeah.
1: this year. Yeah. And, and so uh, let's see. I did a, yeah. You know, I, I I was just there a year, and I was so. Um, I wasn't ready.
3: So what did so what so. does that look like? So, so you're an actor, you're not ready. What are you doing when you're there?
1: Well, I auditioned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Were you studying or? I was. Stu- I found a guy to study with. that mm-hmm. was a mistake. Oh. He, he was not a very, very nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those teachers that you know has to sort of strip away. Well, it becomes you your know dignity. The, but with bad teachers, it becomes about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was about him. Mm-hmm rather than the work. Mm-hmm. I didn't meet that teacher until so, I got here.
3: Okay, so who was the teacher that impacted you so? Harry Master George. And and how much later did that happen?
1: That was 81, that was when I first got here. Okay. I think, so, in fact, I New met York, him when I was about six weeks sober.
3: Okay, so that's what I wanted to ask you. So let's have a timeline on this. So you go to New York, you want to be an actor, you're 21, you have a teacher, it doesn't work, you don't really, you're too soon, so you come to LA right after that? No, I was an
1: apprentice at the Alaska Rep. I got my Equity card there. I okay. went back to Alaska. Okay. They they hired me through the CETA program under Carter. Remember oh. the CETA program? Not really. Comprehensive Employment Training Act. Okay. I wish we had it now, mm-hmm. because it was all walks of life, not just wow. the arts. But uh-huh. but they paid us two fifty a week to to work in the theater in this Lord Theater. Wow. And uh, I straightened nails and built sets and assisted the lighting designer. And played the small parts. Mm-hmm. Um, was told to get over myself. I mean, all that stuff that you need to hear as you know, Yeah. You to, you know, so I learned all that stuff.
3: And you're still drinking?
1: I was drinking then. And
3: yeah. you're still drinking. Okay, so. so I was 78. So that what, was when audition
1: auditioned for, for Bill Ball. Well,
3: so tell that. That's a great story. Yeah, yeah, tell that a story. story. ACT in San Francisco. A- ACT,
1: and, and who am I talking to?
3: Oh, I'm talking, talking, a- you're a- talking a- to them.
1: Um, yeah. I auditioned for ACT because I wanted to. First of all, I love San Francisco and I wanted to live there. But also, it was a great school then. I'm sure it still is. But yeah. but back then, it was everybody wanted yeah. to get
3: into ACT. It was the school. So
1: I flew down from Anchorage uh, and auditioned, and I I know I I just blew the doors off. I mean, a couple of great pieces, and I felt really good about it. And, yeah. And but I didn't get accepted into the school, and I was devastated because I thought, you know, man, if I can't even get into school, right? What kind of a career, acting career? If I can't even get into an acting school, so I just said I'm gonna I'm gonna go another route. I'm gonna just okay. To hell with them.
3: What does that mean? I'm gonna go another route. Well, I'm I'm
1: not gonna go to school. I'm just gonna go to work. I'm gonna start working. I'm gonna start working in the theater, which I did. I st- I, I from the moment I set foot in L.A. I got I got Equity contract. I mean, okay, the, so the taper. The, you know, I, I worked uh, it all. How
3: How did that happen? I
1: just went. I just put. I just started showing up. I got here. I got an agent right away. How did that happen? Uh, An actor that that I had been the dresser of when I was an apprentice, knew Judy Shane, Mm -hmm. um, who was at Writers and Artists. Mm -hmm. And she, we met socially and she said, come to work, oh they called me and said, come to work for us, uh, uh, driving delivery. Taking scripts to our client, Peter Scolari was on Bosom Buddy, so I mm-hmm. met Tom and him when they were they were kids, they were just like me. Wow! And and um, but I, that's how I learned the city, and I had the Thomas guy in one hand. Remember? Oh
3: my god! But I'm Thomas you know, guy for those of you who don't live in L.A. is about this fat. It was before GPS's. I I can't. I still can't read. How, how did I we not crash? Uh oh.
1: <laughs> I mean, seriously, you think <laughs> phones are bad because you're reading this book? You know, it's a
3: book. It's crazy. So
1: anyway, that's how I learned the city, but. Uh, finally, one day, Joan Scott, the owner, the, the who owned the agency, mm-hmm. said, they, they said, you're an actor. I said, yeah, I am. I want to be an actor. I am an actor. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you do a scene for us, and, and we'll see if we want to represent you. And I said, okay. So I did a scene from uh, Lone Star, and I was still drinking. So I... Yeah, I can't even tell a story. No, you have to tell the story. Well, I, I walked into the office, the agent's office. We're supposed to be drinking, at, at, you know, Jack Daniel. I walked in with a real Jack Daniel. I was, I was really drinking with <laughs> scene. Nobody knew it could have been tea, but I mean, I was.
3: How did you pull it off though, and not fuck it up?
1: How did How did I do anything? Well, yeah,
3: I guess.
1: How did I not c- crash my car and kill myself or somebody else? I mean, yeah, you the know. grace of God. So anyway, they signed <laughs> me. And then fired me from the job because I, I couldn't be a client, right. you know. And so it took me about another year, I think, to get sober from that. From there, and I and what? I and, I, and I know one? I. Um, I was doing a play with a, a, a lovely actress, uh, Anne Hearn, You know Annie, and uh, she said to me one day, "You know, you're you're abusing your gift." And it killed me.
3: Did you go to? You would go to rehearsals drunk. Yeah, or? I was. I mean, I
1: was struggling with it. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would come in, you know, hungover from the night before. Mm-hmm. She knew I was struggling with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, and that's. I mean, I, I guess that's what I needed to hear. You know, you hear it when you. Well, you but I couldn't understand it. it until I heard that, and I went, "Wow." I'm, it's, And then I had another friend who was in the play with me. and He said, "You know, he was sober." And he said, "You know, uh, this is going to kill you. You know that, right?" And I said, "Yeah, I know." I know it is. And he said, yeah, just your look. it's gonna take you 50 fucking years to die. Oh. And I said, wow. I mean, I just broke down weeping. Mm. Cause 50 years of feeling the way that I felt mm-hmm. was, I mean, I, I, I might as well put a bullet in my head.
3: Had you ever tried to stop on your own? <clears throat>
1: no, no.
3: And I mean, you had seen it with your parents yeah, I did, you No, know, I didn't, I didn't.
1: Uh, you didn't. I didn't understand it,
3: mm-hmm. you know. Did you know you were an alcoholic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what got you in that first meeting? Did you quit before? Did you go to a meeting to quit? Yeah. Or? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, oh, did somebody ask? Yeah, you was in? a friend who said
1: that to me mm-hmm. took me. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Eskimoing somebody in with you being from Alaska is yeah. when somebody takes you. They're your Eskimo, yeah. and they save you.
1: Yeah. Ah. So it saved, you know, it saved my life.
3: And you took to it right away.
1: Well, I, I mean, I knew it really well because mm-hmm. I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, I did. As soon as you went in, yeah, you were done. I did. And you know, here's an interesting story mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I did you w-
3: finish the Bill Ball story? Would oh, no, it? I never did. Well, yeah, we have to go back to, tell yeah, this one and then we'll go back to Bill Ball. Well,
1: I, I, um, I, I just sort of went to these rooms and I went to many rooms a week. Mm-hmm. And, but I would just sit there and, and uh, I was terrified. I would listen to these people talking and, and I would go to these stag meetings listening to these guys talking. A lot of more people that I knew because were you know mm-hmm. they were in the business mm-hmm. I, so that intimidated me even more, but I would never speak and so one day uh, after the meeting some some actor that I knew mm-hmm. but but uh, came up to me and, and he said he was from uh, Central American countries, somewhere broken English, but a lovely actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, And he said, uh, uh, Jim, we're we're very angry with you. Many of us here are very angry with you. I said, why? What did I, I mean, I was blown away. What have I done? I mean, well, you never uh, share yourself with us. Mm -hmm. And so we think you don't trust us. And because you have to understand that when you give yourself to someone, Mm -hmm. that's the gift. And when you don't share that gift, we think you don't trust us, and so we're angry with you. Wow! And I mean, that was another moment, you know. You have, and I, I just went, "Man, okay, you asked for." <laughs> really? Did yeah. that? Did yeah. That get I mean, you that's a, yeah, yeah. I did the next time, through with my voice shaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, because I, there's one of those meetings where you have to jump in. There's no, there's no. Oh. You know, you have to. Li- is he almost Oh, you know, uh-huh. that kind of thing. So, uh-huh. I mean, I had to get, I had to become that a. That takes balls. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it changed, everything changed when I started to reveal myself.
3: Did you work the steps? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Had a sponsor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still do. Yeah, good. Uh, you know, my affairs. It takes, takes a lot of so, on so, a lot of
1: people. So, yeah. I mean, you, look, you know, you have to. Yeah. God's it's the Well, it's the fellowship. Mm-hmm. And what is it to say that, you know, if you, if you, if you don't do that, you're, you're the only fellow on the ship? Is that it?
3: Oh, I've yeah. never heard that yeah. one before. I heard that. I like that yeah, one. It's kind of, I mean, I sort of the
1: mangled ship. the quote. So the Bill Ball thing.
3: Okay. Yes. Tell the anyway, story. we
1: were having dinner at this rotating restaurant in Boston. I was working with Bill Ball as an actor.
3: Okay, wait. You didn't get into the school. You I didn't told, get into you the school. Told so
1: that story, so right? that's 78. So okay. 1992, what forward. is that? Okay. Uh, 14 years later? Okay. See, math. I can't do the math. Yeah. So I'm leaving it to you. We're having dinner in this thing. We're doing this James Merrill poem for um, video that never en- ended up being anything with mm-hmm. uh, with Keith David. We're having dinner. Right. The three of us are talking and Keith and
3: David was was he the one that was in uh, an Officer and Gentleman? Is that yeah, David? yeah, yeah. Love him. Yeah,
1: yeah. he's a lo- yeah, he's a lovely man, lovely actor, and and so um, I'm sitting with these two guys, both of whom I admire greatly, and and, and we're in this thing together, and, and uh, so we're talking, and about an hour into it, I said, Bill, I can, can, I, you know, tell you something? And I didn't know how to say it because it devastated me for for a long time. I mean, I thought I'm, i it fed my I'm not enough narrative, right, you know, right. Because I really wanted to be classically trained actor I just I thought, you know, I'm not gonna whatever. Um
3: ACT was like the play. I mean it, everybody I knew yeah, it everybody. It was, like yeah, in
1: the in the seventies, late in the seventies. Yeah. In Huge. the in, yeah. E through the eighties probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I told Bill, you know, I auditioned for you and and uh and I didn't get accepted and uh anyway I I I just wanted you to know that I really wanted to work with you and, and so anyway that's and, and he could tell. I mean, I know I could tell that. that, that you know, I've been it, carrying this around. You know, mm-hmm. so he reached across the, the table and put his hand on my arm, and he said, "You didn't need us." <laughs> and and man, that was like. And it was again. That was one of those moments where you just go. That just never occurred to me, even if it's not true. But it just. But why wouldn't
3: I tell myself that? But you know what? That's like what you just told that that methadone addict today. It, it's, yeah, it's grace. Yeah,
1: he he just took that off me. It's he grace. Said, this, 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 you don't need this shit anymore. And, and plus, did
3: it free you after that? Yeah, oh yeah, I was
1: free because yeah. well, be, I started thinking of it. In in um, you know, I mean, we have broken perceivers a lot of the time, right? Minds, definitely. Yeah. So I my perceivers in that instance were broken, and I thought it had everything to do with me and nothing to do with uh. They're casting a company, they've already got the b- curly blonde haired guy who looks like me, uh, who's 18 and I'm 20, you know what I mean? Right. Um, it just never occurred to me that I came in there with, and, and I mean, I, you know, the pieces that I did, I worked on them. And, I, and then I started thinking, well, you know what? was pretty fucking good. Maybe, maybe I didn't. I mean, maybe I was okay. I, Because I decided... Oh, that's I mean, don't need them. I can do. I can do this kind of work. Uh-huh. I, I just did. Uh-huh. I mean, that's that's. I think what we have to tell ourselves. We have to approach it like, you know. I'm not going to wait for permission. Mm-hmm. I'm going to create my own stuff. I mean, that's how I wrote this play.
3: That's how I do this show. Yes, mm-hmm. you're
1: creating your own. Mm-hmm. Yes, perfect.
3: Mm-hmm. Well done. Well, not. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect except for the money part. But other than that, well, it's perfect. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know. Yeah get we can go there it? <laughs> so okay so so how does the career start to how, how do you start what, what's the first professional gig what, what how do you make your so you're doing theater but you're making money you're, you're making a living doing theater Are, do you yeah I mean, do you have I, I, other jobs do you have side jobs I,
1: I, I've worked a lot of jobs in my life yeah. so like what kind of jobs did you? I worked at uh, Gladstone's when I first got here. Oh, was it, wow, yeah. I was a busboy. Uh, oh, I was a busboy. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. So the the act, the, the, wait, the waiters who were also actors mm-hmm. didn't split their tips with us. So that's how I knew.
3: You were the lowly busser? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, that you know, because I had to wait. They, if, I walked in and said, I want to be a waiter. Well, we can work your way up. You know. I said,
3: okay. My daughter's doing that right now at Tribeca Grill in New York.
1: Yeah, working as a, as a well, she
3: was a hostess, and then she just did her bussing thing, and now she's a runner. And next, she'll be a waiter. Yeah. she's working in the office doing marketing. You know, it's like yeah, you do whatever you yeah, gotta do. you do to what get, you have to do. And eventually, you become a bartender, and then you really make the money. You show up. Yeah, show mm-hmm. you show up. So and it's called for those of you who haven't seen it's it's on a DVD. No, but you can also iTunes. It, 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 can and, you stream yeah, it? Yeah, 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 you can stream it. Amazon, Showing, on
1: iTunes, yeah. uh, any anywhere VOD, VOD, right? Video on demand. God, is that what it is? Uh, I see. I don't even know that. I don't even know that.
3: Okay, so what's the first film gig acting on screen?
1: Oh, the day my mother died, I got a gig, um, my first TV job.
3: Wow. And
1: uh, the the most memorable, aside from that, I turned it down. I was in Colorado at her house, and I turned it down, and and, uh, it was my SAG card job, you know. And I and my I, I hung up and and my sister said what 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 just happened what did I hear what and I said well I got this I got this job and I I just can't I mean you know she's and my, my sister says she's dead go do it I mean she probably got you the job you know she has yeah so I said wow okay so I went and did it and um, what was it it was a thing called uh, with Desi Arnaz Jr called uh, Auto Man I played a this was before uh, the story of this job is that this was before the where you could do ADR over the phone. Before it was analog days, so you right. couldn't do any of that stuff. So they called me. I was in Salt Lake City doing a play, mm-hmm. which ended up going to to Edinburgh and England. Oh so, wow. And it, but it was opening night. They wanted me to come back for ADR, and I said I I, I can't. Uh-huh. Um, and they said yeah, don't then don't worry about it. We'll. we'll well, do do something. So I tuned in with all my friends. It was the first time on TV. we were, Monday night. You know, it was the night off, and we were watching it. And Cause I, there's
3: no VCRs then. Yeah,
1: yeah. So so we're watching, and I and uh, I I come on, and these bad guys come from one end of the hall and say, Hey, are you? Is your name Gary? And I go, Yeah, yeah, it is. They go, well, you you need to come with us. And then out of my mouth, you hear,
2: Yeah, sure, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: They used like the guy I don't know whose voice they used. They didn't try to hide it.
2: Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever you say.
1: So I just said, "Oh man, I can't do this."
3: Oh my god. If this god. is what
1: if this is what this is going to be like.
3: Oh my god. I can't do this. Oh. Oh. That's your first film gig. Yeah. Oh. So So uh so
1: and like, I I was, yeah. a, I, was a, I was a male stripper. Chippendales? Uh, g- well, it was like that. And yeah. so my mother had just died and my, the thing is I had to jump off the stage in my... I was Gary the cat burglar, that was my thing. And all these women are like, but they can't clap because in those days you can't, you know, you can't do the sound because it would ruin the take. So they're pretending to clap, so it's silent, there's no music. And I, but I'm dancing for them, like a stripper. And I'm taking off my mask, I do this jump and I, I come over and you know do this and i' th- at the same time, I'm thinking my mom my mom just died
3: oh. and then when I saw it, it
1: was you know not my voice
3: that's pretty hysterical so uh, was it always the dream to be a film actor or uh, no I, was, I was in happen? the theater I, ju- yeah. I just wanted
1: to you know I just wanted to work you know
3: so how did it shift because you became
1: you know I'm just i I'm just i just started to work I mean I just became. I just became a, a working actor, and so, you know.
3: So, you've been doing that for a long time. You've been a working actor a long time.
1: Yeah, thirty thirty five years. So.
3: Yeah, that's a pretty good run. So. Yeah, it's time to
1: time to hang it up.
3: No, no, I don't think so. That that, but no, it's a pretty. Good yeah, event. no, it is. I'm able I got, to be an yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah, It so. is. I'm very, I'm lucky. You're very well and talented and deserving. So, um, so what 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 are the what are the markers of things that moved your career along in ways that you could measure?
1: Well, me- meeting Glenn Morgan probably was one of the first one. Meeting Harry was the first one because he's the he's the guy who said to me in class after I did a scene from uh, Hatful of Rain. Remember Hatful of Rain? Yes. What a beautiful play. Yes. Michael Gaza, Gaza? The
3: heroin addict. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From the actor's studio. They wrote it, you know,
1: the actors wrote it too. Oh, bad. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. So um, anyway, I did a scene, uh, one of my first scenes with him, and uh, Annie took me to his class, introduced us actually, Annie heard, And after the scene, he said, uh, so so, so, Jim, I don't know you real well, but uh, you, you really love acting, don't you? And I said, well, yeah, I, you know, I do. Yeah, I mean and he said no, I mean I mean you are in love with acting, aren't you? I said, well, I th- I think yeah, I mean I think we don't we have to be to do what we do, I mean, because it's we have to put up with a lot. Sure, yeah, I am. And he said, yeah, because the per- the perfume that you exude when you act is clouding your senses. Mm-hmm.
3: Whoa! Wait a minute. I have to think about
1: this. <laughs> I, I mean, and I just went, "Oh my God!" So basically, what he was saying was, that "You're stinking up the joint." <laughs> well, not really. Kind of. Yeah.
3: Kinda. Um, yeah. He, he's saying you're getting in your own way. Well, yeah. He's, he's saying,
1: saying you're, right? you're 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 too you're doing too much acting. You're doing too much. You're 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 dramatizing. You're do, mm. you're not enough. You don't think you're enough. Mm. So I spent I spent years with him, and it took me a while to. I mean, I put "You Are Enough" on my mirror.
3: And I still, My sponsor reminds me to say that every day and I always forget. It's the one thing I always forget to do. Yeah. I say a lot of other things but I always forget that. Mm-hmm.
1: Especially in the work. Because otherwise we have to embellish and we have to dramatize and we have to, you know, we, we mm-hmm. try to, I have to make this interesting. You know? oh, man. You're so interesting. Mm-hmm. Just think in the thought. I mean, look at the actors that just, the camera's going and they're just thinking the thought mm-hmm. and the camera sees it mm-hmm. and it's really interesting.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So he taught me that. And I still, you know, it's it's one of my things I really have to work on.
3: I think every actor, most actors do.
1: Yeah, I, I think yeah. That you're probably right.
3: Dramatizing is... Just
1: being enough and uh, mm-hmm. some come by naturally so some really have to work at it.
3: So what what were some of the milestones uh prior to 24 which I I, I assume 24 changed your life. Yeah. Um Yeah, well
1: uh, meeting Glenn Morgan was mm-hmm. uh definitely and uh meeting uh Randy Stone, do, do you know Randy? Did mm-hmm. you know Randy? Mm-hmm. He 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 passed. He was a lovely man. Mm-hmm. He uh mm-hmm. You know there are people that that, that 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 you know they believe in you and you know they don't give up on you
3: Rick Smokey's mine
1: yeah so I think we each have those mm-hmm. and and if you don't and and you know you're just you're you will you'll you'll you know the the, the trick is recognizing them mm-hmm. you know and, and going oh this is this is somebody who believes in man mm-hmm. and uh that's why it's so important to let people know that you believe in them too.
3: Absolutely, especially our children. Yep. So, did I? Did I tell you that Howard Gordon is part of my it Oh, oh, that? yeah, yeah.
1: We talked about Howard. Yeah. i was gonna say meeting Howard too was. Twenty-four. Uh, yeah. he's the. Uh, and and but also I you know I today. and we never talked about this but I think. He probably came to know me through Glenn Morgan, because they worked together on the X-Files.
3: Okay, and you you had a, uh, a part on the X-Files? I,
1: I did, but I worked with Glenn on a series that he did with Jim Wong, his partner, in 95. That's when I first met him, uh-huh. uh, in a series that, that they did. We did it in one season. Um, but yeah, meeting Howard, definitely. Howard is, uh, I, I owe Howard a lot.
3: So how did 24 change your life? I mean, it's how I came to know you, know your name, know who you are. I mean, more than just, oh yeah, that guy. I recognize him. I've seen yeah. him in a bunch of things.
1: Well, I think in any way, any time an actor does a thing that's iconic, v- vis- visible. Mm-hmm. I mean, high visibility, any degree of visibility. That was high. Visibility. High, high visibility. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was like the first Twin Peaks. I mean, it was it was groundbreaking, uh, in a way that people won't admit, but they. They I mean, they No, I mean, I'm talking filmmakers. And okay. They, well, where they're sort of un, uh, subconsciously channeling what they learned from watching that, and they put it into their thing, and you go... And then you see it, and you go, oh, that's... Yeah. You know, you recognize groundbreaking uh, things, and it really was. 24 was... was
3: uh, yeah. And, and what was so great about it was before we used to tape things and watch them... Li- I mean, we, oh, I watched, we watched it in real time. And it was like, that was a show... That was not missable. It was un- there was no way yeah. that I was going to miss one minute of that show ever. Yeah, you know, in front yeah. of the TV. They really had
1: the ending, that cliffhanger ending down. But also the the stuff they put in the middle between the it beginning and fantastic. the end too. Yeah. And they were so generous. Uh, just being on that set, working with everyone, was uh, it, the generosity was was uh, the, the collaborative. Feeling of uh, but, but it was also the first thing that I, as an actor on film, that I felt I, I settled into the medium. Uh, you know, I felt that I was enough, and I could just stand there and be Bill Buchanan, and, and this was my place, and I was the boss, and and it was, but it wasn't. Uh, an ego thing. It right, was just, right. I, I know what I know. My job and, mm-hmm. and, and and oh, it's kind of dysfunctional. So I've got to bring a, a certain level of whatever compassion or, mm-hmm. or um, clarity of thought, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because that's what it called for.
3: How does your How did your life? How did it impact your life to have, to be on this incredible success that was so high profile? Um, it had to impact your life.
1: Well, you know, yeah, like I said, if you, you know, people recognize that you're working on something that's it. It validates you in their eyes, so they regard you differently.
3: Does does do you validate yourself?
1: No, no. I mean, I knew, I knew mm-hmm. what I was capable of. Mm-hmm. I I it it made me feel gratitude. In so far as you know. um I was glad that, that that I had that I was in a, in a, in a project that was so highly regarded, mm-hmm. and that I could be my best in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all felt that way, mm-hmm. you know.
3: Did you continue to do theater in your life as you were getting? Yeah, degrees? I mean,
1: I. I, I, uh,
3: I know you're working on something now.
1: Yeah. Um, when was the last play I did? I don't remember. It's been a while.
3: Okay. But you're working on something now, on your own. Uh, Something that I wrote, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: A one-person play.
3: Which, uh, James will be here at the end of August, and he's going to do a few pages of his monologue, of his his play, a monologue from his play. It it is all a monologue, because it's a one-person play. It's a one-person play. And,
1: uh... It's uh, it's being developed by the uh, Ojai Playwrights Conference.
3: So fabulous. Yeah.
1: Um...
3: So so when Next did the, when did the oh yeah oh fabulous yeah. so you got to start working on that
1: I've I've been working on no. it yeah yeah
3: How how is the whole memory thing I'm really curious about this at this stage of life it scares me to death
1: You know I'm well I'm not going to worry about it for this thing because I'm yeah. going to be reading it Nice I'm going to I'm going to some of it is going to be memorized just, just because actually because yeah mm-hmm but it's going to be it's it's in process too so the, but the but the process there in any playwright's conference is mm-hmm. the, is a staged reading so mm-hmm. you know scripts in hand or on on uh music stands are mm-hmm. you know blocked to a certain degree but
3: um how is it when you go up for a role a, a film role or whatever and you have
1: Can I remember and, stuff? Is that what yeah. you're asking?
3: Yeah. Uh, no. I'm I'm like I'm, I'm, I I want to know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hard Here's, it's harder but but I you know I have to work harder at it. Mm-hmm.
3: I didn't, it Do you have like, a technique for
1: memorization? Um, this, is, this is what I tell my one. students. You yeah. know I because I, uh, I, I teach now with Risa Brandon Garcia and and Steve Braun at their studio BGB uh-huh. Studio. Uh-huh. And and this is what I learned from Harry. Okay. And if I if I let me, let me say this first and then qualify it. I try to to start by learning the thought before the, the words that represent the thought. Okay. So, because the it, it's it's my way of going beyond the world of the words. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah. being said, that's the ideal. Mm-hmm. But that being said, if it comes down to you know you're going to show up on the set and if you're not memorized you're going to be it, it's it's going to be awful. Mm-hmm. You do what you have to do. So yeah, I have techniques that I mm-hmm. use. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't like to talk about them specifically because okay. they, they, um, they, they. I don't want them to take precedence in in, in my own mind over the over the thought. I
3: like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So when I teach it, mm-hmm. and when I was taught it, mm-hmm. you know, I met it with a little bit of, res- I mean, uh, a little bit of resistance initially mm-hmm. because I wasn't trained that way. Mm-hmm. A lot of us aren't. Mm-hmm. But. Um, it really helps us stop thinking like actors. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we pick something up and it's, and we start. It, I mean, when we're moved by, we're moved by kids dying at the border. Mm-hmm. We don't read that as an actor. We're moved as a human being. Mm-hmm. Why can't we be moved by that story, by Tennessee Williams about Big Daddy and Brick, and mm-hmm. and he, Big Daddy's dying of cancer and Brick, you know, mm-hmm. freaks out at him and tells him, and you know that's moving Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but if we think about it like actors we're you know we're cutting off like a huge part of our imagination and our emotional depth of our emotional well I mean Mm -hmm. that's just natural law right I
3: like that um so when did the the singing songwriting thing come happen for you
1: um, I had a guitar teacher, uh, a lovely man and very talented musician, Richard Peacoff, mm-hmm. When I was doing twenty four, mm-hmm. I would drive to his house in Beverly Hills and three hours a day take a lesson. And
3: what 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 sparked that?
1: Um, I wanted while well, I was teaching yoga, mm-hmm. and I I wanted to maybe play during Shavasana.
3: So what sparked yoga? What
1: what what had that happen? Oh, I met a teacher named. Te- see, it's all about teachers, isn't it? To me, I mean, that's the. Look at that. It's look all at about teachers. Well, the tradition, the the, the, the the yoga tradition, especially, is passing it from one person to the next. So I guess I took to that naturally. And and, and we're talking about it too in uh, the fellowship of uh, being of, of service to each other to, mm-hmm. to help save lives. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the tradition that I'm... Well, listen, it's also the folk music tradition. Mm-hmm. It's Bob Dylan, every Bob Dylan song that he probably wrote for the first, how many years? that you know, All those guys. Mm-hmm. They would take a folk song and a traditional folk song and say, I'm going to write some more lyrics to that. I've got a great story I want to tell. Those are great chords, kind of a good mel- melody too. I think I'm going to maybe steal some of that. And that, so they, it was the same tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, blues music's the same way. All music is that.
3: So, did you play? I just did went you... off on a tangent. Didn't I? No, no, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to sort this out because I wanted to ask you first when you started writing, because I you're I can oh, tell okay. you're a writer.
1: So, uh, with with music, you
3: mean? no, like when did you start writing and what did you first write?
1: I wrote a play in in 1983, mm-hmm. uh, uh, based on my growing up in Anchorage. Mm-hmm. And it was chosen to be developed at the Sundance Institute. Nice. And, and uh, so we worked on it up there and uh, uh, Evan Handler was in it. Evan, Evan Evan's it, it was, been here many yeah, times uh, and he, I've interviewed he's, him. He's I a love lovely Evan. man. Uh-huh. And uh, Kathy Bates was in it. Wow. They were father, uh, father, mother and son.
3: Nice cast. It was a
1: great cast. And so, uh, and it was produced subsequently in LA here in, in uh, Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Had to be nominated by a theater, so Salt so, Lake acting company sent over Mm -hmm. so I you know this is the first time going back to Ohio is the first time in fact it's when I met Bob Egan the artistic director of uh, Ohio Mm -hmm. he's directing my play oh nice yeah so we've known each other forever
3: so okay so you you wrote a play first when did you start becoming a musician 24 was when you started
1: well I'd I'd been playing and writing well I was playing uh, one day Richard said have you ever written a song because he was teaching me covers and, and uh, some scales and slide scales and stuff. And I said, yeah, I, I actually I did. I wrote some yeah. stuff when I was younger. He said, why don't you lay one down for me? And I said, oh, can I go home and <laughs> look at the words? So I guess I brought him back next week. And he said, oh, do you have any more? And I said, yeah, I do. I played a couple more. And he said, yeah, you ought to start writing again. So I mean, I got permission yeah. to, to, and I just started you know, vomiting out all these songs.
3: That seems to be a recurring theme in the book of tonight today. Yeah, about have validation and permission.
1: Well, you know, I, it, the validation. It, well, yeah. I mean, all we need to hear, like, like one person can hear something you write and go, "You know what? You ought to do that. Mm-hmm. You're good at that." Mm-hmm. And then you just go, "Well, that's how I wrote my play. Mm-hmm. I read a, a, ten minutes of it for the acting class that I'm in at Reese's Studio, mm-hmm. and the response was." kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And one person in, in particular in the class said, I'd watch it an hour and a half of this. And I just went, something in me just went, well, okay, I'll just write it then. And I did.
3: That, it's the secret of everything. With this book, I, I was writing a rant just to get something yeah. off my chest. And my, my husband, my, my husband at the time, was, was a comedy writer for David Letterman, and he, he read my little rant and he said, uh, you should keep writing. This is something. I never would have a book and he not said those words yeah. to me that day.
1: Yeah. All texts are one person.
3: Yeah. One right word,
1: yeah, the, right, yeah, the yeah. right words at the right time. Yeah. But, exactly. but, you, I mean, we wanted to.
3: I, it wasn't even a thought in my head really? until it was like, you should keep writing. This is something. I was like, what do you think it is? I don't know. I don't either. Yeah. I'm going to keep writing. And I just kept writing. I had no idea. I had no. Right. Training to be a writer, yeah, it just kind of happened. I didn't know how to write a book. Well, that's what you did. Book. You wrote this um, really book. compelling. Thank you. Yeah. So, be- okay. Beautiful and funny. Thank you. So you you um, don't jump. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. My fucking mother. You can get it on Amazon. <laughs> so yeah. um, so you uh, you start. Do, so do you start playing out as a musician? What, what what happens with that?
1: Yeah, I wrote. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I played with Richard, actually. I, I took him along with me because yeah. I didn't feel like I could... I still have trouble with it. I, you know, I don't know why. Mm. I, have to, I, have to, I have to play the role of singer-songwriter.
3: And by the way, I just want to say, for those of you out there, um, tomorrow night... Uh, Pete and I and Pete we haven't talked to you at all we're going to talk to you now but Pete and I are going to Bogey's to see our friends uh, Snuffy Walden and Sarah Nimitz and they're playing with a six piece band and we're going to go to Bogey's and see them and so uh, come on down and join us tomorrow night at Bogey's if you're in LA Um, and you you should check this club out it's a fabulous club
1: I will speaking of uh, Pete Mm -hmm. did, did you have questions?
3: Um. We're gonna. Yeah. Pete's gonna give us. A, Pete, Listen, i over
1: your show. No. No. No.
3: It's Pete. I want. I want. I want to introduce Pete to everybody in case that this is the first time they're coming. Pete George, who is the rock and roll comedian. Pete. Where, where can people see you do your rock and roll comedian thing?
0: I like how it's just so generic. Where can they see your rock and roll comedian thing at a rock and roll place? Yeah,
3: No, not at a rock and roll place. At a comedy club. Where can they see uh, you? Well, yes.
0: I will be. The next date at this point is uh, headlining the Grand Hotel in downtown Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. July 24th through the 28th. Okay. Five shows. All right. Nice. And then Detroit after that and a few other things. Great. Nice. Okay, so
3: Pete. Um yeah. What do you think of all this?
0: I think it's awesome. Yeah, okay. it's always awesome. This is isn't this great, guys? It's always great. Amazing guest, oh, heartfelt. I really got the whole conversation. I actually uh, I booked a pilot based on exactly what we were talking about. That it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Your job is to be there so that the production gets the best result, even if it's another actor. And once I flipped that around, that's when I started booking. It was just interesting because it, it's not that I didn't care; I was no longer attached to the outcome. Mm-hmm. I just stayed inside what my commitment was. Mm-hmm. How's that for comedy? Yeah. Well, no, but that's so that's much. Hilarious. That's so much.
3: Pro, that's so much program too. It's yeah. it's about the journey, not it, yeah. it, let go of the results. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's all about. It's that. hard, and it is hard. Um,
0: but yeah.
1: but you know, the results are indisputable
0: yeah it's like anything in life right it's like when you're attached to the outcome you get stuck and you're no longer a contribution to make a difference Yep. so
1: well you're playing the end of the scene Yeah. yeah how can you do that
3: yeah so all right so pete give us some
0: questions um, What's well, the I gotta go back over there. All right, all right. The wall pizza's go running back yes, over there. You thank too. you, thanks, thanks for Pete.
3: coming in. Yes,
2: all right, so um, well,
0: Chris, Crystal. I did ask about
3: his sponsor. Yes. <laughs> oh, Crystal wants to know if you're single. He's not, Crystal. He's married. Um, but, but thank you for but, asking. But, yeah, isn't that nice to be asked? Hi, hi, Robert. Uh, let me say hi to people. Rob Compton. Hi, Bill. Hi, Marty. Hi, hi Chris. Christina, hi, Joe. Oh, Jody Siegel. hi, Jody. She's a great singer. Hi, Eileen, Eileen Angel. You have some great singer songwriters on oh, here, by wow, the way. Oh, wow, great! Yeah, uh, both of those women are incredible. why does it say, Ricky Ricardo? It doesn't say Ricky Ricardo. It says, <laughs> but it says Rick Ricardo, which is really. Hey, look, that's
0: what I thought,
3: right? And hi, Bill Burnett. He's another great singer songwriter. Um, Crystal husband is here. She said she's good. She was back
0: at work the next
3: day. I'm so glad, Crystal. Um I hope I'm gonna see you tomorrow. I hope we're gonna see you tomorrow. Peg Farber Burr, who was one, the person who was I who was telling me that she is now auditioning. She's a woman of, of in our demographic and she has now decided to be an actress and she said, you know, I'm at the stage of life where I don't give a shit. You know, I can just go out there yeah. and be myself. Yeah. I can just be. Yeah. And not sweat it and not suffer it. Yeah. Um, which I think is so much more attractive.
1: Mm-hmm. It's you're going to be happier too. And I
3: mean. happier too. Hi, John Green. Um, hi, Ken. Uh, okay, so give us some questions. Yeah, Robert Wait.
0: Owen would like to know what NCI did you appear in?
3: Gregory Harrison. Hi, Gregory. I love you. Okay. It's Gregory Harrison. Yeah, Gregory. No, that wasn't the one who asked the question. Gregory's just on. I just oh. saw him. Yeah. Oh, hey. Gregory.
1: Um, no. Uh, uh, which which NCIS? <laughs> Yeah. It, it's uh, the one, I, well, I let's see. The Mark Harmon one.
3: Oh, I, I have no idea what they are. Th- that was the first one, I thought. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's mm-hmm. the one that's been on forever. Yeah, that was, he, he's a, he's a hell of a nice guy. Is cool. he? Yeah.
3: Pat, is he, wait, Mark Harmon, is he married to Pam? Dobber, or, or were they on TV together? I, I know he has an association to Pam Dauber. Yeah, yeah he, I think they're mad. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, they're a cute couple.
0: Uh, Crystal also made a comment uh, asking about um, if you had gotten a sponsor going we, back we, because yeah, we already she did said that she's still looking. She got oh. dropped two times. Oh. So maybe someone can the,
3: But her. those things happen. Well, somebody yeah. needs a sponsor. So if you're out there and you're uh, uh, in that position. Have you
1: have you been with the same sponsor all these years? No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. It, you know the first one moved away. The, I moved away. The second, you know, yeah. I mean, I, and, and one of them died. Mm-hmm. Um, I Yeah. Chuck uh, mm-hmm. Kissel. Um,
3: Are you anonymous in the rooms, or do you say your last name?
1: You know, I do. I I have said my last name, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know. N- n- no. Mm-hmm. Just James.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, other questions, please. Yes,
1: going back. Jimmy, if I feel like it. Hey, I'm Jimmy. Do you say that? <laughs> yeah, I am.
0: Are you a Jimmy in
3: real life?
1: I Lots of people call me Jimmy. Yes. Do they?
0: Funny. Yeah. Uh, going back to 24, someone uh, was asking specifically what was it like playing that character on 24?
1: Well, I... Uh,
3: Did you channel something to be Bill Buchanan?
1: No, I, I don't... Well, I don't think so. I think I just... I just decided that. Uh, what was it like? Wow! It was well. It was wonderful. I mean, how it, was it's it working
3: not, with Kiefer? You know, he's the
1: hardest working guy. Is he? Yeah, he, he's. Um, it was. It was fun. I mean, he's because he. You know, he's he brings he brings it.
3: Mm-hmm. Was he? I mean, I seem to recall back in the day when he was making all those headlines. That he had kind of issues with substances at, at certain points in of his life, but not during the 24 days, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I, you know, we never we never spoke about that.
3: mm mm-hmm. He looked like he had a pretty together in that period.
1: I just didn't. Uh, I decided that uh, that 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 wasn't my job.
3: Mm-hmm. Does that ever come up at at on on gigs like? Do, like people know each other are sober so you have like a meeting or well maybe i mean off? i don't know
1: sometimes you know i used to uh if i if i felt nervous like if i got to a job and i you know i i would say i would say something to the to the camera crowd say you know anybody here know bill or you know <laughs> and uh just, just being and, a and, you know, of bill, by the way, so you so. know you somebody'd raise their hand you know and you just go thanks ma'am i just wanted to let you know that i just wanted to check in and let you know that I'm, I'm good, and, but I'm, really, a little yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're okay, man. You're just gonna be good. Love you. You know, whatever. So then you just go, okay. I'm among friends. Oh, and, that's
3: cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So that was that was helpful. I mean, but that's the that's the that's. Yeah. You find ways to do that without doing that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, now you know I I introduce myself to the camera crew as a matter of course anyway because.
3: Just to be a nice well, human being. Yeah, and
1: also because we're collaborators. Sure. I mean, I, listen, one of the best things about 24, and I, I, I say this a lot, and it's not mm-hmm. to demean, the, I love the people that I worked with, every mm-hmm. one of them, but there was one guy, mm-hmm. and, and everybody felt this way, mm-hmm. everybody on the camera crew was brilliant, mm-hmm. but the, the guy Skinner was the, the handheld camera operator, and because he was in the scene with us, mm-hmm. but you never see him. So sometimes you and I, you know, we're, we're, you're Jack, and we're mm-hmm. talking, mm-hmm. Well, guy is down here, you know, like this. And if I get up to move, and so we're, you know, I'm doing this. You you're
3: know, jumping over him. But,
1: but and, you, and you so you're you're watching him with one eye, but you're
3: looking at Jack.
1: He's a scene partner. Wow. And and then and also if you miss a move, you know he's got the the thing here like this, and he'll go like this with that eye. <laughs> and you'll go, oh man. Well, during the scene you'll go, oh man, I just fucked up. Guy <laughs> gave me the whale <laughs> eye or whatever That's it is. That's funny. You know? Yeah.
0: That's funny, Pete. We have more questions. Uh, we have a comment from okay. Linda. She says, uh, "Hi, James. I'm Daniel, um, Absey's cousin." Oh, hi. So Lind- Linda's
3: the photographer for Women Who Write, who has who shot you that oh, day? Oh, I remember now. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yes. Hi, Linda.
0: Uh, Paula said, "I am sitting here watching you and the Bruins game. Pardon my slight absence."
3: <laughs> okay, you're forgiven. Greg Tashka a guy that I went to seventh grade with is watching hi Greg um, don't you love that you know the thing about the Facebook that you know some people say oh I don't I don't want to talk to people that I went to school with and it, it's so nice yeah like I've reconnected with people I've known since I was like look,
1: two. look at me e- e- eating nuts
3: there, there you go. I'd it's like to nice.
1: I'd like to run into people that I went to school with now.
3: it's it, have you ever run into people from Alaska oh yeah a couple For, as a result of Facebook uh-huh. oh that's really cool when that happens yes yeah. Um, hey, more or, or that's it for that, now. So we so if you have questions yeah. for James, but we're, we're really we're gonna get to some music because we've been talking. For, we? We've been yakking for an hour and a half. What? so Yeah, we yeah. have. Um, so oh, look at all the love people are sending up all this oh, love for you. Sweet. lots of love for you. I'm
1: sending it up too.
3: Back at you. Sending it back at them. All right, I'll do it for you. I'll send up a little oh, love for you. Back. At, that's a little love from James back at you guys. Okay, there you go. Um, so so tell us about a song that you're going to sing that you're going to take oh before before you take us out with the song I just want to say that um, uh, next week Fred Willard going to be with Fred Willard oh, and um, I don't know if you grew up with the Mary Hartman, Firmware yeah. Tonight deal, oh, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. Firmware Tonight was life-changing for me. That was one of the shows that we never missed. Well, you know, never all, missed all, it. All of Christopher Guest's movies, too. And all, yeah, The Mighty Wind and, and, yeah. Mighty
1: Wind is like one of the most amazing films ever made.
3: Best in Show, Fred's, am- best in show. Fred is incredible, and,
1: best and, in um, show. And uh, Corky, what's his name? Oh, oh um. Waiting for Guffman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah anybody who's in show business
3: yeah it's, wow yeah, yeah those are amazing films Fred so Fred'll be with us next week which oh is, I'm such a fan which still uh blows my mind that we're gonna get to do that and on um January 25th in the living room I'm really excited um because I really like begged and pleaded, but Rosie kind, Rosalind kind. She's Barbara Streisand's sister. She is an incredible singer in her own right and a beautiful woman. And uh, we had she was amazing. She's amazing, yeah, yeah. and she's uh, she um, she's a humanist and an activist. And she's she's doing a new ver- she did a new version of Save the Country and she, the 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 Laura Nero song, and she's oh, a beautiful. beautiful version of it, uh, which hopefully she'll sing that day. And um, Fred Malamud be here and um, and Harriet Shock, our own Harriet shop. what a great movie. room so it's going to mm. be fantastic and then um, I'm just going to put in a further plug so we're going tomorrow night to see Snuffy Walden play he's going to be here with Teresa James and Terry Wilson and he's been playing with Terry Wilson since the 60s and um, Teresa was nominated for and Terry were nominated for a Grammy this year for in, in the blues category and uh, Snuffy did the music for the West Wing and, and 30-something. Oh, and okay. that's, oh and, and that's what I know the name. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, okay. they're going to be here. Um, Beautiful. And then also that day, this is crazy, this guy Adam Chester, this is uh, July 30th. This guy Adam Chester is Elton John when Elton John's not being Elton John. He's the one that sits down at the piano during rehearsals and sound checks and everything, and he does Elton he does Elton so well that Elton will come over to him and say oh what are the chords for blah 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 and so he's going to be here and he's going to do a couple of Elton John songs and oh did you God. see the movie did you see um, no yeah. yeah it didn't rock me really I, I was oh not, I saw you say that yeah Rocket Man didn't do it for me but Elton John does it for me and uh, I'm looking forward I to wonder if I he so. also
1: says that, that lick that you did with your voice does he do I mean he sings the songs I mean, oh yeah he sings the songs because he must I mean, yeah of course Wow.
3: Yeah, so he's going to be here, and he's going to do... He's going to take... Requests. He's got somebody
1: who does him.
3: He does him, and I, supposedly <laughs> he does him better than he does him. Wow. So that's going to be really fun. We
1: all need somebody like that.
3: Right. Why isn't somebody I'm not up me? to it. Nobody I, does me. Can you get in there? And
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. Oh, my kids do me. Yeah. My my kids do... You um, You know. Yeah, my kids do me. So, okay, so James, so yes. what, what are you going to sing us well, out? Well, I mean,
1: I... I, I sort of want to go out with the song that I wrote for my boy because is that okay? I love that. I mean it's not a it's a it's a sweet little song but
3: we like sweet songs. Um, Pete, thank you for doing this. Yay. Thanks Pete. And thank Absolutely. you all out there for, for joining us and, and for, for coming back all the time. We get, you get in love. Get yeah, in love. well thanks everybody. And um, and thank you so much for doing this. I adore you. I adore you, thanks. And um, yeah This is just, beautiful. I knew it would be. Yeah, it's wonderful.
1: But better than that.
3: Oh, nice! Oh, exceeding expectations. Yes.
1: So, you want brief intro?
3: Yeah.
1: Um, My son had a brain tumor when he was ten. He's twenty now, doing great. Thank God. But, but I, I, um, how do you find that out? Oh, we, you know, I talk about it in in my. That's what the play is about. Oh. Um,
3: The the this the, the the um what is that called the the cliff note version
1: we we uh, his gait changed he had uh he would hold his head when he laughed for, for you know weeks before but one day he showed up uh, after his last baseball game he couldn't see the parking meter he said I, there's a big bright light on the th-. so you know we looked at each other and oh, fuck mm-hmm. so we went to the uh, this was Mon- this, this was sunday mm-hmm. monday we went to the ophthalmologist and she sent us to the neurologist the neurologist said, it's probably nothing, no big deal, but go get a scan. So Tuesday we had a scan, Wednesday MRI, Thursday schedule, Friday nine hours of brain surgery.
3: Oh my, that happened fast.
1: So the night before we found out that the, there was a mass, I was recording my first CD with Richard Peacock. And from that night, I couldn't pick up a guitar, I couldn't sing. I mean, I, I, there was nothing to sing about. Of course. So when we finally got home three months later, he was still on chemo. Three months we, later. We were, we were at Children's Hospital for three months in rehab and mm. radiation and everything.
3: Did he lose the ability to speak? Or he did he any... couldn't
1: speak, see, walk, talk, or use his right hand for, uh, you know, three three months. Wow. So when we got home, mm-hmm. I sat down and wrote this in like, I don't know, ten minutes. Oh my. And when we recorded it, it's on my first CD. Uh, it's the only thing I did in one day. You no, know, it's solo, you know. So. What's your from, what's the CD wait, called? It's called. Uh,
3: You're going to give me the information. I'm going to put it yeah. in the thing so people can get yeah, it. Yeah, I can't remember.
1: There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I called my band Son to the Boy. Um, this is called uh, No One Loves Me Like You Do.
2: I'll say it simply as I can I never loved no one like you You show me what it means To be a man No one loves me like you do Don't have to reach for what to say Don't have to preach Don't have to pray When I'm lost When I feel betrayed, your love lights my way. Sung and song and written plenty by those no longer feeling empty. Of the love that shows us who we're meant to be. Love that sets us free. When I look at you, I know no one else sees me quite so true. I know I'll never be alone because you love me like you do. I, because Love me like you
3: do James Morrison, I forgot to ask you What acting stuff, what's coming up? What, what should we look for?
1: Um, I'm working on the play at the uh, Ohio Playwrights Arts Conference I'm, I'm booked out from everything So I love it Thanks. Well,
3: thank you so much for doing this Thank you, I love you what a, what a sweet man And, and Pete, thanks again Thanks, Pete. uh, You got it. We will see you all. Thanks, everybody. Next Wednesday. Game Changers with Vicki Abelson. See you then.